Welcome to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator. Here we are on season two, episode 27, where we talk about A Quiet Place Part Two. The movie that will make you slurp your icy a little lighter. The film that'll make you crunch your popcorn a little slower. You know, sitting through this film and I was trying to open up my my little like food fueling candy bar thing. Uh, it started yeah. crinkling and I was just like, I need this to crinkle just a little bit softer. And then a guy behind I, me was like, that dude's crinkling, I'm crinkling now. Yeah, it was, it was kind of contagious, but like I've never seen a movie command so much respect for how quiet you needed to be in that movie or wanted to be in that in that environment. And um, like I didn't open my Reese's at all. I was oh, like, you know, <laughs> You're just like a- you know, I lied to myself, like I'm not gonna eat them in the theater. But I didn't. I was like, I'm. I can't open this. I can't. <laughs> and uh, like I. Uh, my icy was a little uh, too cold, you know. It was like been sitting in this machine a little bit. So when I I was having to stir it, and every now and again, I you know the straw would do the thing, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and then I was like, uh, you know, like you know, sometimes you chew, and it's it's really loud inside your own head, you know. Oh yeah. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> you know like real slow every time i took a bite i was like uh, okay and then you try to crunch uh just a little bit with your teeth um anyway let's before we get into the movie why don't we talk about uh yeah. our sponsor yeah yeah let's talk about precise public adjusting uh you gotta give them a call at 817-992-5040 if your insurance is not treating you the way they agreed to on a property loss claim if that is the case give them a call they'll represent you and make sure your insurance carrier treats you the way that they agreed to once again that's precise public adjusting at 817-992-5040 and let them know that pop culture elevator sent you let them know so quietly though yeah very quietly (laughs) so a quiet place too man we uh we went and saw this in the theaters the other night 
Um, I, I love being back in the theaters. I love being back in the theater. Um, Same here. I mean, it was the first time my wife and I were back in the theaters together. Right. And uh, and also with you and our good friend, Christy, uh, you know, life, almost lifelong friend, yeah. Christy. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy being back in the theaters. It feels really good. But this is the movie that demands a theater watch. Like, yeah. Out of all the movies we've seen so far in the theater, I say all the movies, the like last three, I think A Quiet Place Part <laughs> 2 demands a theater watch. Like this would, you'd be doing yourself a disservice to watch this at home. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was, I was like, if I had watched this at home, I, it, I would have been mad at myself. Yeah. I, 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 uh, and I think I would have like, you know, Krasinski would have been like popping out of the woodwork and just like kicking me in my own butt for me. <laughs> like, why there's, did you do this to yourself? There's something to be said when you're sitting in a theater and something truly scares everybody by popping out that everyone oh. in the theater gasps or screams. Like that is magical. And the seats, and I really appreciate the seats at Cinemark this time because everyone uses the recliners and they have their feet propped up so when everyone jumps you not only do you see heads go up but you see feet go up too <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing beats that huge visceral feeling of a theater subwoofer experience when the rumble of you know, anticipation or anxiety just quakes through the theater. And you can have a great system at home. You really can. I mean, and, and some people have legitimate theaters in their room. But I just think that there is a, a ritual and, uh, and to be perfectly honest, uh, an experience that just can't be beat by actually going to a, a great theater like we, like we had in the XD uh, at yeah. Cinemark. It's, and, you know, I, I want to say this. I'm, I'm transitioning back into the theater experience in the way of like this. I'm watching this movie and I'm watching this kid do some really dumb things in the movie because it's a yeah. horror film and you can't, but my hand Don't is out. Like that. my hand is out. Like, what the, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? What, what are you doing? But like my yes. mind wants to be like, what are you doing? You idiot. But like, if I were watching at home, I'd have no qualms saying it, but I don't want to say something yeah. out loud in the theater and, and have everyone be like, shh, you know, <laughs> Or have one of those monsters just like pop out of you. <laughs> just come out of the woodwork all of a sudden. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I will have to say this. So the movie, it goes dark in the theater. You see the, the credits start up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, there's a little tingle. And I'm like, I got to, I got to pee. <laughs> I was like, I got to pee right now. I'm not- <laughs> I was like, can I legitimately hold my pee for an hour and 36 minutes? It's like, why didn't I go during the trailers? But I didn't have to go during the trailers. I had to go right when the movie started. So I did not pee at all. I did not get up and pee, but I had to pee really bad. So about an hour into it is when the really big pop scare happens. And yes, everyone jumped. Christy's <laughs> beside me. She screams. Everyone's gasping. Everyone. I make no noise. Because I'm like, if I do anything right now, I'm going to pee myself. Oh, uh, man, you must have felt like your foot was in a bear trap. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, suspenseful, man. This movie was suspenseful. This movie was just as good as the first one. 
Just at least. I, I'm trying to figure out if it's better than the first one. And I, but I have to agree with you. At the very least, it's just as good. John Krasinski just did, as good. did a good thing here. So John Krasinski directed it. He also yeah. stars as Lee Abbott, who uh, was in the first one, who of course died at the end of it. But you see him again in flashbacks to day one. Um, he did a good job with this and the fact that he decided, hey, we're not going to change it up too much. We're literally going to start the movie where the last one ended. I mean, you literally see the That's what I want. With the baby, and he's behind the boiler or whatever, the water heater, and she had just killed the, the alien, and she, you know, presses her shotgun. Like, we literally see all that happen on the screen from a different perspective than in, than the first one. And so this yeah. picks up like right mm-hmm. there. We get a flashback to day one, and then we get right into the the meat of it. Like they are going to get out of there because everything's finally. on fire and yeah. But water. finally, we figured out how these monsters got here. They rode in on a meteor, or it's a ship. We're not up. sure if it's a meteor. We're not sure if it's a meteor. We just know that it's a thing coming in. I I kind of felt true. like it's possibly a ship. Like I felt like uh, maybe they came in intending to take out people. Um, I but don't I, know because uh, for me that they it, and maybe you're right. Who knows? That's the other suspenseful uh, suspenseful element of this movie is that we don't know if they coordinate or if and that kind of what they are in my mind right now because we haven't been given much information uh, is that they're basically like space space roaches. You know, like, uh, but the thing is, is that, that, uh, you know, you watch the meteor or whatever go through the atmosphere and then I I guess it splits apart, right? You were saying, and I was just saying several happened. No, because there was the one that landed in Shanghai that we know of because of the, of the news, uh, when he's in the shop, but then we see theirs come down like seems like half hour hour later uh so or longer even longer so i i think that it's just multiple ships coming in but i could totally be wrong we're definitely uh emily blunt said the other day that um it that quiet a quiet place is a planned trilogy so we are gonna get a part three yes Um, so part three will probably be more explanation i'm guessing because why would they leave us unexplained at this point but i i want to say it's either a hive mind like the um space bugs in uh starship troopers Uh uh-huh or they are working together because there's a scene later on in the movie on that boat where uh one of the monsters falls in the water and the other one tries to help it so you know Mm -hmm. Did I, it? Yeah, it reached in trying to get it. Uh, okay. That's how I. I just it. thought it heard it fall in, and it was like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> but maybe it was con- at least concerned for its own kind. It's possible. So, but it, what's weird to me is that we kind of. I want to have a reason that they are taking people out. Like my thing is, they just needed a new place to live, and that's what's happening. Yeah, and then but like, food. yeah, they're not eating people. Well, so that's the, I was thinking the same thing too. We never see them actually eat anybody. They're just super aggressive, which makes me think 
and maybe they're just like army ants you know what i mean the space army ants yeah they're just kind of killing because they're being commanded to so i kind of like your idea of the the hive mind and uh but what i would what i was thinking when because uh, like I was telling you outside of the theater, uh, my wife and I watched these, like basically every disaster thing ever, right? So we're, we're talking about, I think, the uh, meteor that killed the dinosaurs, right? Well, that meteor was moving so fast, it was so large, that literally you wouldn't have heard it or seen it. It's literally just like, boom, it, it just hits the earth um, because of how fast it's moving. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it parts the oceans because of the force in front of it. And uh, basically it's an instantaneous drop. But with this one, it's moving slowly. It kind of looks like it might be changing direction or maybe even slowing down. And so I'm like, oh man, is that a ship? Is it just a smaller meteor? Like, what is it? We never really see what comes in the atmosphere, but we do know that there are multiple landing sites, but we also never talk about, like, impact crater damage or devastation either. So I'm kind of thinking, it could be a ship now, uh, and it's just, that's super exciting. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping they go that way, but I don't know. I would be satisfied with a lot of different ways this goes as yeah. long as it keeps the same formula. Like, if I get a really solid trilogy out of this, uh, yeah. I'll be really happy. Heck, I can't. Uh, this movie ends on such a cliffhanger, kind of. Yeah. That yeah. I I couldn't imagine them not doing another one. I'd be really pissed off because the first one ends kind of a cliffhanger, but I could have also seen them saying that's the end of their story and moving on to another family. But since they picked up the same family sure. and the thing they're yeah. doing, and now the way they ended this one, I'm like, I need a, I need a third one to end off their trilogy. You could make a ton of different movies based yeah. in this universe. Um, this one kind of mm-hmm. plays with the fact that the people who are left are also monsters as well. Um, exactly. <laughs> kind of, kind of making this like, the best Last of Us movie we might get <laughs> based on the video game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's awesome that we that last week I think I was just complaining that the people are the real monsters is kind of played out. And but they did a good job. he has totally breathed life, life back into that concept for me. This felt like a better, like if Walking Dead figured out the formula, this is the way I'd want the formula to be. Yeah. Like yes, yes, ex- right. So this this movie is just really cool. Though I love the flashback. I love the whole thing with day one. You kind of find out that that the little boy uh, mm-hmm. Noah is his name. Noah J- uh, Jupe, uh, the char- the actor. His name Marcus. Uh-huh. Marcus Abbott is his name. So Marcus, you find out that uh, Marcus uh, has always been a ball of anxiety, and uh, yeah. So I like, didn't realize that either. Yeah, so it kind of makes him, like, you understand why he's always like, I can't do this. I was scared. But, like, this dude made some dumb decisions yeah. in the first movie and then made yes. dumber decisions in the second movie. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, this one, I was annoyed with him. Maybe, like, at the end, I kind of liked him. But, like, just because he finally redeemed himself. But, man... He pissed mm-hmm. me. There were so his his parts of the movie were the parts I was pointing my hand out, being like, "What the f are you doing, yeah. dude? Like, what are you doing, kid? Like, get, get go. Yeah. What are you? Yes. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why? 
your foot's like all mangled yes. from a bear trap. Why are you trying to climb yeah. up a ladder? How are you climbing? How? <laughs> Mom, Mom, don't go. Yes. I can't yeah, take the same thing. The it, it's just like, yeah, you, yeah, and yeah, exactly. I, literally, all you have to do is sit in that tank and open and close the doors <laughs> so you can breathe. Right. Like he did, it did kind of crappy when the monster started coming down after him. Like, I get it. Like, but the dude freaked out, like screamed when he saw the dead woman, like "Eh, it's a dead woman. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, he kind of pissed me off, but like Millicent Simmons, who played Reagan, uh, she's the deaf girl. She was freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Whole movie. Yeah, I I really did not like her in the first movie. She really? was the one that made me mad constantly in the first movie. Because like, she not was that so, I didn't like because she was so defiant. Difficult. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like, oh, and I thought that's what this movie was gonna be. Like, oh, here she goes, she's gonna do something stupid again. And uh, but no, she she legitimately comes into her own. Uh and um you know her bravery really shines so uh, i don't know i feel like now in retrospect in the first one i like her character a lot more because um really she's just coming to terms with her own strength and bravery and she's always really trying to help mm-hmm. uh it's just people are so scared for her being a kid that you just expect her to shut up and listen yeah and uh that's just not her way and that's that's okay especially in this scenario so there there are three different plots happening in this movie uh or Mm -hmm. or quests or stories you've got you've got reagan who leaves because she believes that they find a radio station that's playing beyond the sea Mm -hmm. she figures out the puzzle Mm -hmm. that it's talking about this island not too far from them like a day's two days trip and so she's like all right i need to take my super powered uh uh hearing aid that will take out the monsters uh hearing and i need to bring it with me and put it on the radio so everyone has that and um yeah so she goes with only telling uh marcus she only tells marcus about this she doesn't tell her mom because she knows that her mom wouldn't let her go well they Mm -hmm. on their whole travels they meet emmett and emmett is played by beautifully by killian murphy i have a total man crush on killian murphy um (laughs) you know I mean, like long-standing, long-standing. Long Twenty-eight days later, Inception, yeah. Sunshine, The Dark Knight trilogy. Like, I love me right. some Red Eye. Uh, you know, I love me some Killian Murphy, man. Oh yeah, uh, I loved and, Red Eye. Yeah. And so you got Killian Murphy playing Emmett, who's kind of like his kids died, his wife died. He's he's just wants to just yes. survive. That's all he wants is survive. He's kind of a He's dick. just jaded by the yeah. outside world. He's seen the monster people. Yeah. And he's kind of a dick. He's like, you guys need to leave like ASAP. Like you're leaving tomorrow. I don't got anything for you. There's, There's no not food. Enough. There's nothing. I'm not coming yeah. with you. Um, but like Reagan's whole plot. Yeah. I he, knew you were there and you were fine there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that whole part where uh, oh god, that whole part. She's saying you're nothing like my dad, and uh, or you know, it's just oh god, it's just uh, that whole thing was heartbreaking. Like, yeah, I knew you were there. I just you don't know the type of people who are out here now. Like, yeah, and you kind of think maybe something's going on. Like maybe something more about Emmett because he said that his wife died at the farm, but yet his wife's dead body is 
in the the place where he's hiding now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's something, but I hope not. I kind of hope Emmett turns out to be kind of a good guy. But um, Reagan goes off on her own. And, and Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn, she's like, you need to go after my daughter. Like, if, if yeah. Lee were still alive, he would say, that is my daughter. You need to you need to save her and Emmett goes after her and, and that she's the exact type of person that's worth saving that yes. he does not believe exists anymore yes 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 and Emmett and uh Emmett and and Reagan end up having a side quest where they go to the island um they're trying to get to the island where they heard the bro where they heard the broadcast coming from and while that's happening you have the side plot of Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn. Evelyn's going off to try to get air tanks to help with uh, keeping the, the baby um, inside that box so that, you know, it doesn't scream and, and mm -hmm. cry and all that. And then we've got and the bandages quest. for the ankle of yes. uh, Marcus, right? Mm -hmm. And then Marcus's side quest is to keep the baby safe, but also listen to the headphones mm -hmm. to see if the song changes into that bad, awful sound that hurts the the monsters. The um, I keep I keep wanting to call them clickers because that's what the the <clears throat> Last of Us the clickers are like. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, um, yeah, the, they're they're echo locating. I really love that. Um, and you know, you know how some movies like The Quiet Place did really good about the first one did really good about like making you freaked out about these monsters without really having seen them until towards the end. Uh, yes. kind of like how uh, The Descent does it really well, you don't see the things mm -hmm. until later in the movie. Like, I love that. Yeah, I thought A Quiet Place Part Two did a really good job of making the monsters still scary, still formidable after you know what they look like. Um, yes absolutely the the whole whenever you're in reagan's shoes whenever you're with her whenever something's happening you don't hear anything it's a vacuum of sound yeah. because she can't hear anything uh does some real mm -hmm. wonders for the freak out factor like when she's on the train and the yes. the monster just you just see the the hand pop out just coming out and then like that is just so well done um, some really good tense moments, uh, just super well, well done for a horror movie. Well, that tension for me is intensified by the fact that, you know, okay, so this is a movie that would initially cause a WD-40 shortage because <laughs> everything they close squeaks oh, yeah. and squeals, and she can't hear that. So, you know, you know, sometimes you open a door, it opens fine, but it's the noisiest dang door you've ever opened, right? She wouldn't know that. And so uh, who knows what sounds she makes on her journey that could potentially end her life at any moment. And so it's just, I mean, you're just on pins and needles every moment of this movie, especially when, especially when the movie goes quiet oh yeah and uh there are just so many just like is that the monster oh no it's not <laughs> but uh or or don't drop that you know moments and uh, it's just so good so good i liked when they finally did get to the boat 
though, or not to the boat, but to the dock where they're gonna they're gonna take a boat. I was gonna say steal a boat. Not like you can really steal anything Ooh. when no one's around anymore. But they get there, and that you see that little Come girl just here. run around, like the little girl just yes, goes running. And it's like, oh crap, what's happening here? Uh, and I kind of really wish little child running in the night always run. This is <laughs> John Krasinski gets points for me for world building like a mofo. Like he world builds this, right? And you're just kind of wondering, like, okay, exactly. so here's this little girl, and she's kind of scarred up in the face. Like there's something going mm-hmm. on with her face that you're not really understanding. And then these people come out. Like she ties a noose around uh, Emmett's throat that's that has a bunch of bells on the back. So if he moves, he the bells, the cowbells go off. And so he knows to be really still. He's trapped. He's legitimately trapped. Oh, man. And yeah. I love it. Because er- earlier in the film, he asks, when it's day one, he asks uh, Reagan, uh, what, what's the sign language for dive? And she shows him what yeah. dive means. Because they're at the baseball game, and she's, he's telling his son to dive for the, for the um, plate. And he's like, what's that? She shows him the dive symbol, or the dive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the word for dive in, in uh, ASL. And and so I love it because now they've got these people who are after them, or not after them, but these people who've trapped them, basically. And it, you, you don't really know what they're going to do with Reagan, but you know it's maybe kind of rapey. Kind of thinking it might be. Rapey and steal whatever you got. Yeah, because he's, he's taking her jacket off, and he's, it's kind of weird. Besides- in a up or whatever. But I love it. Um, to me, it, those people... Oh. Oh. Go ahead. I'll tell in a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, so to me, those people, they looked like, one, either they're sea- seafaring people. They're always by the water. So they're sunburned, like full-on, all-the-time sunburned. Uh, and they may have a little bit of scurvy, like legitimate scurvy. And then, uh, like, uh, then also... Uh, I was thinking they might be cannibals and that's why their skin looks like that. And it's possible because he did take out that knife and I thought maybe he was going to try to scar her up or, or cut parts of her off or whatever. But like, I love yeah. Emmett looking at Reagan and just gives her the, the word for dive in oh, sign language. And it's just yeah. so beautiful because she does, she dives and he screams. I love it. He yells, kind of hearkening back to the first movie where the old man yells in the forest that sig- signaled the yeah. monsters coming. And he uh-huh. yells and then dives in the water himself. And you just see these people get wrecked by the monsters. Yes. Wrecked. There's two of them. Um, but this is the first time we find out the monsters can't swim. And I love that when he dives into the water himself, Killian Murphy, that you actually see him get caught on the net that was his trap yeah. slash he used to sling up a dude to a pole to use his bait so oh, that he could get away. Stabbing that dude and with the knife. Like, yeah, it stabs him so he has to scream. And then uh, he tries to jump away, but he gets caught. And he's and on top of that, the original noose that was around his neck is still around his neck, and he's do, he's he's trying to cut it off. He and... dove into the water. <laughs> he's trying to cut it off, but I mean, and then while that guy is the guy up on the dock who's is getting mauled, uh, he jerks him back up, which jerks Killian Murphy yeah. out of the water by his neck. Oh my god. Just such a brutal scene. It was intense. It was so good, though. And then I love it. Like, the monster is 
you know, one of the monsters jumps on a boat, falls off the boat in the water, and then you realize this monster can't swim because the first movie, yes, I thought maybe they could swim because he goes under the water and then yep. like lurks uh, towards the baby thing, but like I guess it's just because it's so shallow he can kind of walk in it. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I assume too now. So now they. But can, I also thought the same thing as I thought. Hey, he can swim. You know, I was like, oh god, he's got to get out of there quick. But no, it yeah. drowns and. Um, the other monster, and this is where I said I think the other monster tries because he jumps on the boat. It looks like he's trying to save him, but maybe it's just jumping. I don't know what it could be. There's probably multiple theories out there for this. Um, but he's on that boat. Now it's stuck on the boat, and it can't do anything because if it jumps right. off the boat, it's it's in the water. So I love that Reagan's boat just comes up behind Emmett. She just picks him up, and they go, and he gets on the boat, and they just go to the island. Yeah. Um, and they get to the island. And they see houses with lights on. And it's wonderful. And they're having a barbecue and people are laughing and, and going around. And you're just like, they made it. They got to fucking safety. And I'm yeah. so happy. And everyone's just so welcoming. They're yeah. waiting for people to come. So this is where we meet uh, Jaman Hansu, who um, mm-hmm. I love him from Guardians of the Galaxy, Blood Diamond, Amistad, Shazam. He the plays Island. The, Wizard, the Island. I love Jaman Hansu. I legitimately really like this actor and they use him for like no, of course five minutes but his name on did you his... mention stargate by the way was he in stargate he's one of the uh jaffas yeah in the yeah, original sorry. movie i have to mention it yeah so i have to mention it because i just got into sg1 because i've watched stargate so many times i was like you know what it's about that time and so my wife and i are finally delving into it as uh, a joint effort and yeah he, he's he was one of the original jaffas wait wait the, in the uh, show or in the movie the movie okay in the movie all right yeah. yeah i haven't seen the movie since probably the 90s so uh, oh, i've watched it so many times <laughs> Um, but anyway, he plays Man on Island. Like that's his literal title in this movie is Man on <laughs> Island, which cracks me up. He doesn't actually give him a name, which is we talk about these names, but honestly, when you're watching the movie, yes, like I never remembered their names until I looked it up on IMDb. Yes. Like even when she's saying, "Oh, you're Emmett, take off your mask," and I was like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really understand what she said. <laughs> like, I so couldn't. yeah. I, I, yeah, but also uh, I feel like that's another cinematic element where it kind of shows that maybe people have kind of lost their identities or don't really associate like with their identities because it's been so long since they've had to. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know. I just I really liked that, that people are just not even they don't have that etiquette anymore to be like, hello, my I name just is Mark. didn't need you know? their names, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it wasn't necessary. Everything's I, moving too fast. Exactly. Niceties. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man. And then you realize, I love when, when he realizes, oh no, the talk they have, the beautiful talk that Emmett and mm-hmm. uh, her have. And I love her boldness where she moves his face to her, like to say, hey, I need you to enunciate, speak to me. Yes. You know, right like that. And so the conversation where he's like, I know that I'm not like your dad, but you are is such yeah. a beautiful moment. Like uh, it's said way better than I could say it, but it, mm-hmm. cause I can't remember the exact words, but it was such a beautiful moment. And he goes to finally like, just like go by the ocean and just let it out. Cause he's like, I have found the place where I'm supposed to be. I'm not a bad guy. Like I thought I was. And then he finds out that the boat that had 
the monster on it had drifted to shore. Like, yep. And I thought, I thought that's probably what was going to happen just because it was on the boat. I was like, there's not, there's no way this is the ending. Um, but man, him running, go inside, go inside. And then right behind him, it just, or right in front of him, right in front of him, it just gets the people and starts getting everybody. And you're just like, oh man. And, and they're running inside and Jaman Hansu is putting his son and another kid into the closet being like, you hide. And then they run to that car. He's honking the horn to get the monster to come after him. They start driving Mm -hmm. away, man. That was so tense and so well done. Monster ripping the, the roof off. Yeah. The convertible top off. And you got Reagan in the back, like just getting as low as possible. And that was such a good scare when all of a sudden it pops out. That was the feet. That I was, saw all the yeah. feet in that road in front of us just go up. <laughs> and then poor Jamon so- Hunso is like, I gotta go back for my family because I think it went back. And then the monster just grabs him yeah. and rips him out of that garage. Um you just hear his face crunch uh, against the ground. Dude. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> brutal. Squelch. But then I love the tenseness. The monster is inside the radio station with them and they're trying to figure out how to get around and then like they make yeah the, makes the sound and it's coming after uh it's gonna get Emmett and she's inside and she has to you know click on the on air and make everything happen I love it because it was such a hopeful moment of like everything suddenly worked and all of this happening while that boy is inside the the boy and his mom so uh what marcus and evelyn and the baby are in that boiler and yeah. he hears they're you know they're trapped and he hears the sound so he rips the headphones out and he's holding the i love it holding the boom box out or whatever mm-hmm. the little radio and he's pushing john the, cusack style no. <laughs> <laughs> pushing it out towards the monster and he grabs the gun and just just a yeah. wonderful moment but the what a good movie right oh i know i mean that that tool that feedback tool when the boy's holding it up i mean it just shows how instrumental this will be that even a child with this with this tool could help save the world if they keep spreading this effort around and i think that's what the sequel will be is that like you know they're going to be going out and making an effort to like make sure other radio stations, uh, you know, piggyback this signal across the nation and the world. Um, But you know what song has to come out now is radio kill the video stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That was about the corniest thing Mark has ever said on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Cringy. Uh, I recommend this movie wholeheartedly to everyone, uh, unless you just can't take horror movies. Uh, this is this is a must see for me. So uh, honestly, uh, I, I oh, well, for one, it's an it's an, it's a must see. It's a must see for me. Uh, I I, I uh, it's not a gore fest. So I think that if you're like not normally a huge fan of horror movies, that this is a movie that would make you a horror movie fan. Uh, I think it's close enough. I think that honestly, if if 
someone was like, I need a gateway horror film, not uh, too scary, but that will get me gateway in, I would say Cabin in the Woods. And then yeah, maybe a quiet place. so that that's a true horror movie, and but like, uh, so a lot of movies that say that they're horror movies are. are thrillers to me and uh but you know that they, they blend into the category of horror and i feel like this again this is a, it's it's a very uh this is an amazing movie it's an amazing uh horror suspense thriller uh but yeah again it's a must see i'm not knocking the movie at all because to be perfectly honest it, it's 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 a masterpiece i think like yeah especially especially in the uh or whatever you call it uh, for John Krasinski it, it just true it truly is both of these movies and uh, eventually hopefully the trilogy we end up seeing uh, you know we can say that about the third that the right. whole thing will be a great piece and I hope that it stays linear the way that it is yeah. you know now uh, so because and that's one thing I love if, uh, if another director back to basics in a way right I think that this the trilogy should finish the story of the Abbots. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe another director wants to take a stab at it. He goes and takes another family and puts them in a different situation. Yes. I'd be okay with that as well. If you wanted to do like a four and a five and a six or whatever you wanted totally. to do, you could totally make some offshoots or some spinoffs of these and be totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, I need a solid third one to finish out this trilogy. Uh, John Krasinski knocked this one out of the park, knocked them both out of the park. Um, solidifying yep. him as, as a director to keep watching uh Emily Blunt, uh, of course, is just always fantastic. Millicent Simmons is one to watch for. Uh, Killian Murphy is always, it's Killian Murphy. Yeah. I, I hold him in a very high regard as far as a actor that I really enjoy. Um, he's in the top pantheon of my favorites. Um, yeah. Totally. So I, I just, yeah, I, it's hard for me to say go see this anyone because I know that my wife would not be happy with me if I made her go see this um, or see the first one. She just would really? not be. Yeah, she's not. She's just not into those type of movies. I will say this. What about it though? It's just a horror Is, movie. It's suspense. She, like, she, she didn't even kill, like suspense thrillers. She she doesn't even like suspense thrillers. Mm. Uh, if I tried to, I, she doesn't like feeling scared or. Yeah, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like that okay. her imagination runs wild with it. Um, oh, okay. So I will say this about horror films uh, before we end this uh, segment is that uh, I am good with monster movies. I love monster movies. I love thr- uh, slasher films, those type of things, anything like that. When we start getting into the supernatural and the demon stuff, that's where it really freaks me out. Like really gets me freaked out. Like the first conjuring, I I was thinking about watching it before we reviewed the conjuring and and think it's uh, two movies from now. So next week we'll be doing, I think Cruella. Uh And then the week after that is the conjuring three, the devil made me do it. And I've been contemplating. I just watched The Conjuring last night. I've been contemplating if I want to watch (laughs) The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, but I'm like, I don't know if I can put myself through The Conjuring again. That movie genuinely terrifies me. Uh, Kept me up for many nights. Um, Yes! I don't know how The Conjuring 3 is going to make me feel. The Nun one, The Conjuring 2, Mm. uh, it was good, but it it didn't affect me like... Uh, yeah. the first one did it was oh. good it just didn't yeah. oh exactly the first one was just first one's a masterpiece as far as horror films go um but we'll talk more about that in in two weeks uh but anyway you know what we should talk about 
What's that? Our sponsor. Okay, passengers, we're now on to uh, the birthday and news. We can finally breathe easy after uh, talking about a quiet place. Right? Yeah, just seriously. Right? Like, how many times did you do that during oh, the Oh, yeah, movie? I, like, I helped you <gasps> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so May 30th, we have the wickedly talented, one and only, Adele Dazim. It's Adina Menzel, who played uh, Elsa in the Frozen movies. She was on uh, Wicked on Broadway. She's what made the char- that play famous, that character famous. We're Duggan Jones. You know him uh, as the son of David Bowie. Well, you may not know him as the son of David Bowie, but he's David Bowie's son. He's Zowie is his real name. Um, but he made movies like Moon, Source Code, World of Warcraft, and Mute on Netflix. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I think the Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft world kind of passed me by. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, but, uh, and I just, I have not seen Mute or Moon, but I love Source Code. Well, you gotta, if you like Source uh, Code, I think that's his uh, second weakest film. I say that only ooh. because I think Warcraft is not very good, but um, what I've heard. So uh, I'm going, Moon is probably his best Actually, Mute might be his second weakest film. I've heard Mute's not great, but we'll watch. I'm gonna watch it soon. Well, Mute was the one that I I definitely wanted to watch next. Well, watch Moon. Watch Moon. You get some good Sam Rockwell, and you get some good voice oh. acting from from uh, Kevin Spacey. I love Sam Rockwell. Oh, dude, doesn't get enough. Uh, yeah, big name movies. Oh, I know. He's and uh, of course, we're keeping. Been uh, Kevin Spacey in the box. We love his past work. We don't condone what he did. No, uh, as we have always have always said. Yeah. <laughs> May thirty first, we have the amazing and talented Clint Eastwood. Always, yeah, always good. Western icon. Uh, he his <laughs> that movie Grand Torino came out at just the right moment before it would not have been okay uh, anymore <laughs> to release that movie anymore. Uh, because I, I was just like, oh my god, uh, it was, I, I, it had its, it had its moment in the sun. So great, good for him. But there are many other movies that, that he is known for, obviously, and that he's, he's great. And on top of that, I believe his character is uh, what inspires Marty McFly to make a makeshift bulletproof vest in uh, <laughs> Back to the Future Three. So I gotta love that guy, and that's his name. And when he goes back in time, so that's right, uh, Clint Eastwood. That's pretty awesome. That's right. It's been a while since I've watched the third one. Got to do that soon. Um, that's great. It's the love story one. I guess we're all love stories, but yeah. Colin Farrell up next, man. Colin Farrell was probably the best part about the Daredevil movie. Okay, bullseye. Yeah. Bullseye. Like if they ever like I'm sad that he didn't play Bullseye in the Daredevil season, was it three? Or I agree. Two? I don't know. Uh I, I Colin I agree. Farrell was just such a good uh bullseye. But but Colin Farrell as the the awful boss and horrible bosses. Yeah. Oh the dude, that was so great. Oh my gosh. And also uh, only like worse boss I think that would be would have been Les Grossman from Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> although although I love Les Grossman so much. Just because Tom Cruise plays him brilliantly. Absolutely. Um Yes. Chris Elliott up next. Uh we both love Shits Creek, so Oh yeah, rolling shit. 
Uh, yeah, and uh, Cabin Boy, I think, is my favorite movie of his when I was growing up. And, you know, something about Mary uh, was great, but, uh, you know, some no-name film that you might not know of is Ca- uh, Cabin Boy. That one's a good one. Cabin Boy was big in the 90s for me. I don't, I don't know why people don't remember it. I just remember it. I remember him being on that island and yelling, my pipes are clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, seduced Medusa or maybe the other way around. Yeah, and, uh, Chucky is hilarious. Um, and I believe uh, Belushi's brother is in it too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's one of the sailors. So. It's been a while since I've seen Cabin Boy. It's, I just remember stuff. Um, after Chris, we have uh, we have someone we talked about Back to the Future. So let's talk about her again. Uh, we have Leia yeah. Thompson. Oh my gosh! Yes, Leia Thompson plays uh, the horny mom. <laughs> Lorraine. Lorraine. Uh, yeah, Lorraine uh, McFly. Uh, or Tannen, depending on which uh, timeline you're talking about. Yep. Uh, she, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, I, honestly, I, she, you know, that's one of the first movies that made you think about multiple timelines and whatnot, and people playing multiple roles and having to be like in the same room with themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh man, I just, I, and I, I just love Leah Thompson. But also like. <laughs> Leia Thompson's the only person I'm okay with having sex with an anamorphic anamorphic I can't say it with a duck that looks like a human oh an anthropomorphic anthropomorphic, anthropomorphized yes. duck duck Howard the duck <laughs> yes uh, where did we see that? oh that, that in the movie right the, yeah. uh, Howard duck yeah yeah so I did not see that so uh, have you never seen I Howard the duck I guess I'm gonna have to watch that I don't think so it's the first movie I, I ever remember. saw duck boobies in. <laughs> okay. That Only movie makes I've ever it a seen priority duck boobies now. <laughs> it's coming out to 4K, and I already have the Steelbook uh, pre-ordered, so you could just come over and watch it whenever it comes in. Sounds great. <laughs> now that now that we're all vaccinated and don't have to wear masks. Yes, double vaxxed. Double vaxxed. Uh, June 1st, uh, we have um, Morgan Freeman. Yes. Ooh, another legend. I mean... Didn't we see a trailer during A Quiet Place of Morgan Freeman's... Oh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? Yeah. Yeah. Part two? Part... That's the sequel. It's the Hitman's Wife's... Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. The first one's the Hitman's Bodyguard. Anyway, uh, uh, he's a national treasure. (laughs) Morgan Freeman's a national treasure. Absolutely. And again, in seven, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, uh, I mean, there are so many movies that he's been in. <laughs> the list goes on and on. But uh, as far as like his performances go, that really, really stuck with me. Uh, you know, I, I freaking love that. And even in Unleashed with uh, oh Jet my Lee, gosh, I forgot the, about Unleashed. Danny the dog. Yes, and I mean, he's just so. He's, he's it's just actually a very surprisingly touching and fun uh, adrenaline rush of a film. I've watched uh, that movie so much. I had the unrated <laughs> cut on DVD. I watched that 
do I or do I have it on if I have it on Blu-ray, I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna go check my Blu-rays after this. <laughs> do you remember those videos of us boxing in the backyard or me and uh, a couple of the guys like boxing in the backyard? It was because we had just finished watching Unleashed <laughs> and I had like boxing gloves and a punching bag and I was like, let's glow up, guys. And <laughs> so that that movie literally caused that. It's, oh it just gets you pumped up. Oh, that's such a good movie. I forgot how good the movie. I'm gonna watch that now. Freaking uh 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 what's his name is in that as well? Mario from Mario Brothers. Yes. Uh, uh, damn it. Uh I can't remember his name either right now. Uh, it's okay. Anyway. Um after Morgan Freeman, we have Brian Cox, who I know Mark has his reasons of remembering him. Mine, I don't know, for some reason is always going to be uh, the captain in um, Super Troopers. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in the, the Born Identity series, I believe, and... Uh, X-Men 2. Uh, let's see. Yeah, X-Men 2. That's right. He's Stryker. Stryker. He's Colonel guy. Stryker. Yep. Now I, I just saw it in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor. But I just, I know I keep coming back to Super Troopers because he's got some of the best... Of qu- course. He's, if you say shit against one more, the next person to say shit against one more time, I'm gonna pistol whip, or or when he's like, Ursula, I'm naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's totally, that's totally funny. I love so that. So good. So good. Um, I also put in here Alanis Morissette because she's a Canadian treasure. Yes, and a uh, Viewisk Universe treasure. Do they still call it the Viewisk Universe? Yeah, that's still the Viewisk Universe. That's part of the Viewisk Universe. It's uh, she played God in Dogma. Yeah, exactly. Irreplaceable. But, but uh, for me, you know, Jagged Little Pill was that was for like, the oh. formation of like the music I love for a long time. Like I had the Jagged Little oh, Pill absolutely. on cassette tape, and I carried that in my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> Because I thought it was cool. That is all, I just remember watching those music videos on actual MTV oh, when yeah. it was actual music television. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That Amazing. June 2nd, Zachary Quinto, who, of course, you'll know as Spock from the newer trilogy of uh, Star Trek. But or Siler from Heroes. Or Siler from Heroes. But you should also know him <laughs> from the first season of... Uh, American Horror Story. Lost? Oh, yeah. Was he in Lost? He was not in Lost. That's my bad. Yeah, it's okay. okay. But he was an American Horror Story. Murder House. He was, yeah. Owner of the house. One of the... Yes. That was actually where I found out that Zachary Quinto is uh, gay. I didn't know that before. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, that was back then. He's actually a really big advocate for the LGBTQ community, so... Oh, so he was back then. He back then, not anymore. Just, he, so yes, he's not. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> uh, Mr. Turtle Man, Dana Carvey. Am I not turtle. turtle enough for the Turtle Club? Turtle. I love that. And Garth. But Garth. Garth is where. Yeah, Garth. But then the multitude of characters he played on SNL. Yes, Bob. Uh, no, not not Bob. Ross. He played Ross Perot. Perot. <laughs> yeah. Ross Perot. Man, Dana Carvey's still so good. Uh, I, yeah. I, I watched his stand-up not too long ago and was pretty happy with it. 
Like he's I, and I, I love that he like and and it may be the goofiest movie, uh, Master of Disguise, but it really just it shows off his skill that he really could morph into anybody. Was it him and Melissa McCarthy? Was that who was in it? Uh, I don't remember who his counterpart was in that I movie. Really, I just been. remember really liking it. Me too. I'm turtle it's, been, it's just been way too long. Turtle Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's aggravated. Uh, he puts his head in his in his shell. <laughs> yeah. The movie is not about a turtle, but it's just one of his disguises. Is the Turtle Club? Um, Justin Long after Dana Carvey. Justin Long, man. Yes. Uh, so when you when I said Justin Long and you said. Is that the dude from Tusk? Like, yeah, it's the dude from Tusk. Yes. Like, in my head... But uh, Jeepers Creepers. Well, Jeepers though, Creepers, right? of course, yes. But I always think... Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. I'm going to the stupid movies. But I think <laughs> of the Strange Wilderness. Oh, yeah. Where he's the dude who tattooed eyeballs on his eyelids so that when he sleeps, people would think that he's still <laughs> awake. I forgot about that, yes. Uh, uh, and uh, then there's Zach and Mary make a porno. And yeah. he comes in, and he's uh, the guy who just played Superman at the time. His he's boy, the, he's boy, the boy, closet guy. boyfriend. What does he say? Yeah. He goes, uh, is it like Glenn Gary and Ross? It's like uh, if Glenn and Gary got together while Ross was sucking them <laughs> off. He's like, and, uh, you know, rubbed his big, long cock. Or something like that. I don't know what he said, but yeah, something like that. But he replays the same character, but as a lawyer in Jay yes. and Bob reboot. But they could not name him the same name because Miramax owns Dogma. And yeah. so they could not name him that because they weren't going to give any money to Miramax because they didn't want to stuff any more money into the pockets of Harry Weinstein, which uh, I'm not sad about that. I'm just sad that, that they can't just... I wish yeah, they don't Harvey have Weinstein. access to that property. I wish Harvey Weinstein would give Kevin Smith Dogma so that um, we would we could get it on like really nice format because I would like to have it on a really nice format like 4K or even just like a re-release. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. June 3rd, we have Anderson Cooper, CNN reporter, um, probably one of the my favorite reporters living, Mr. Silver Fox himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really don't think that, uh, I mean, if you've ever turned on the TV, you've seen this guy's face at some point. Uh, he's just uh, everywhere. I've been, and on top of that, he's just, uh, he's got an amazing skill. Yeah, so. do, do you remember the show he used to host, uh, The Mole? He was on the first season of The Mole. Uh, it was a yeah. reality TV series. I loved The Mole. And then the mm. second season was awful, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, June 4th, we have uh, the actress who was in Those Who Wish We Were Dead, or Those Who yes. Wish Me Dead was uh, Angelina Jolie, although the movie made Mark wish he was dead anyway, so. It's it's true, uh, yeah. Uh, go back true. and listen to that review. But, but I still celebrate a lot of her uh, ca- category, uh, catalog, excuse me, uh, elsewhere, you know, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Lord of Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, and uh, whatnot, and I still look forward, even though uh, you have your opinion of how she looks in the trailers and whatnot, uh, well, and not just the, that trailer for Immortals, but like a lot Eternals. of her, Eternals, excuse me, uh, the she looks you said she looks bored in a lot of her trailers, right, like l- lately, not just that one. I think she's phoning it in. 
I think she's phoning in her performance is what I feel like. But anyway, Angela Jolie. You mean like just, she's like just, on Skype for her performance? Or? No, she's phoning. Phoning it in means that she's just doing what she can do. Like she's not like putting anything out there. She's like, I'm Angela Jolie. I'm going to sell this film because I'm Angela Jolie. It doesn't oh. matter. Like she's phoning it in. No idea she's, that's what that meant. Yeah. But yeah, she just she's just kind of like doing it for the money, and then she's kind of got a big ego about it. Sure. She, she I don't know if that's there. her. I don't know right? if she's actually like that, but but that's the vibe. I, my problem is I just think Eternals look really boring. But okay. I I want to be I want them to wow me. I want to be surprised. So I, anyway, I could go off on this for a half hour, and I'm not. Gonna Maybe be. she's just doing the you know uh, what was that. Uh, like you, you know, you walk into a place and you're you're supposed to act all like aloof, you know, bored but intrigued. You know, she's doing Maybe. that. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? It was a it was a teaser trailer. Maybe the official trailer will will wow me. Maybe the movie will wow me. Anyway, Angela Jill, you forgot to mention yeah. Hackers and Gia. Duh. Right. Yes. Thank you for that. Hackers and Gia is like her best films. Also, uh, Foxfire. Have you ever seen Foxfire? I've ever seen that. No. Holy crap! You got to watch Foxfire. It's her and Jenny Lewis, and they're a bunch of girls really? who uh, run away from home. Ooh, so good. So I gotta good. check that out. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Russell Brand, Russell Brand on June Fourth as well, man. Uh, I wish that <laughs> Aldous Snow himself. I wish that he did more, but now he's just got some podcasts and talk shows, and I guess he's just really happy with that. But uh, yeah, I'm I uh, again kind of like Clint Eastwood, you know, uh, and in Gran Torino, that is, you know, I had his time in the sun, and, uh, it was great, but uh, yeah, I guess he's on to you know, bigger and better things, things as different far as he things, as far as he sees, things. yeah, sure, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I got two. Uh, one really great movie out of it and one okay movie out of it. And I'm okay. Yeah. With it. And, oh. and uh, you were talking about another star that, you know, they're, they're just like, Oh, it was a blippy where he didn't want to, you know, it's just oh. like, it didn't fit in with the mold of what he sure. wanted for his life. Sure. Right. So whatever he chose next, it doesn't matter what it looks like to anybody else. It's bigger and better things to him. I'll give him this. He gave me uh, uh, uh forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fantastic. Yeah. Get him to the Greek was just, it's funny. It's not my favorite, but it's funny. I I, I really think that's hilarious. But yeah. I gotta watch it again. It's been a long time. But also, uh, I really liked his remake of Arthur. Oh no! Okay, so that's last place for me. No. Well, because you like the original. Dudley Moore, exactly. I love the original. He, I mean, don't just because he's British and rich and belligerent that makes him Arthur. Nah. I, I liked Arthur. I'm sorry. I enjoyed that. it. I it was funny, Arthur. and there's a lot more nerddom in the newer one. I get that, but the other one was a legitimate. Uh, Look, I've like, never you seen. You can attach yourself to that one. I've never, never seen, seen the original. No, Arthur? I've never seen the original Arthur. No, so okay. Well, that's why I don't. It, and then we can talk about. I don't have it. a. Yeah. Uh, play. I just saw. I think I was on a plane when I saw and, Arthur. And also, it's uh, Liza Minnelli's in that movie. So I mean, it's, I don't know. I just feel like it's much more of an actual theatrical production versus like, um, just somebody who's on fire at the time getting a movie. You know, uh, I don't know. I just. I, but anyways, I just feel like they kind of slapped that together. There's some really cute, uh, cute and fun and wacky pieces to it. But I didn't really feel like that was Arthur. Um, 
you you say Liza Minnelli. I digress. Now the only thing in my head is, Mama, we're all going to hell. Mama, <laughs> uh, because she sang in that song. Yes. Uh, my Chemical Romance people dead. No, not dead. Uh, can't think of the track. Yeah. Track. I think it's Mama. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, we were just watching. Uh, oh my God. Uh, what were we watching? But, anyways, she, she's portrayed there. And it's uh, Halston. The show Halston is so good. And the actress that plays her is also very good. Uh, Liza Minnelli, that is, and oh, I, I recommend that as well. It's just while we're on the topic of Liza Minnelli, but uh, that is not her birthday, is it? No, 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 but we, we did get on. <laughs> uh, so if we're on that topic, that I am gonna say Arrested Development, uh, where she plays uh, Lucille, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Anyway, about that. sorry, okay, Russell Brand. All right, uh, June 5th, last but certainly not least, we have Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Wahlberger uh, himself. Yes. Feel it. Feel it. Uh, Marky Mark. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, from whom I get my nickname, childhood nickname, that is. Uh, and Oh, my God. I, I love this guy. I mean, my favorite movie of his is Fear with Reese Witherspoon. God, Fear is so good. Amazing. Uh, so your brother good. Anthony turned me on to like, uh, it's like game, like pain and game. That uh, one was a good one. Yeah, Michael Bay film. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Were they, were they, yeah, him and The Rock? Uh, yeah, The Rock. Yeah. And then also Captain America, the new Captain America is in that movie. No, no you mean US agent. Do not call him the no. new Captain America. No. All right, Falcon is in that movie. Oh, oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you were talking about uh, the, yeah. No, not USA. Did. I thought you were talking about Kurt Russell's Kurt son. Kurt Russell's son. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, Wyatt Russell, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, no, Anthony Mackie. Yes, Anthony yes, Mackie is in, in Pain and Gain. Yes, he is. I forgot about that as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, I could go on and on about Mark Wahlberg, but uh, apparently he owns a Chevy dealership now, which I really would go out of my way to buy a Chevy Colorado from. I'm not going to lie. He also I really want one of those. And I have a Camaro and I love Chevy and I just want to meet Mark Wahlberg one day. He also has a chain of restaurants called The Wahlburger. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I believe, right. I believe there is one either being built or already built at the DFW airport. Oh, that's so cool. So go buy a ticket if you want to go <laughs> eat I a Wahlburger. I am not going to lie. The next time I go, I it, it has to be in the international part, right? I have no that's idea. That's the one that has couldn't, all the fancy stuff. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I honestly have no Terminal idea. Terminal D at DFW Airport. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, oh, I was watching uh, The Italian Job and The Big Hit the other day. Oh, Big Hit's really watching. good. Yeah, Big Hit's Yeah. Oh, so I, I love Mark Wahlberg. Mine's my favorite Wahlberg's probably Ted. <laughs> You're really going for the the the, 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 the oh also sillier movies today. I the other guys, the other guys where he's yeah, like, well, "That's well. your wife? Like, where's uh, that's not yeah. your wife? Like, that's your wife? <laughs> if I die, I will marry your wife." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? No. Why? Yeah, dude. Yeah, 
I love Mark Wahlberg. I had that happen to me in med school. It was hilarious. When I first got engaged to Danielle, somebody was like, wait, what? <laughs> but they looked me up on Facebook and they saw our, like, I think it was our engagement photo, or they just saw her Facebook photo and they were like, what? <laughs> what? This is why, oh my God. Then they were like, good job, Mark. Way to go. Well, we this both is, married awesome. up for sure. <laughs> we sure did. Lucky us. Well, you know, happy birthday to our celebrities. Happy birthday. And without you, we would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get on some news. We've got some cool news I want to talk about. I'm excited for the news. Oh, Grain of salt. News. This is the rumor mill, but a credible source. The guy who told us, told the world that Affleck would be in The Flash is now saying that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is the main villain in Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. All right. I'm on board. I'm, I'm yep. 100% on board. I, I don't. Yes. Now, he's not the only villain. There's five other villains uh, that are going to be in the movie as well. They've been Doc Ock. Doc Ock, we know for sure, isn't it? Um, do I freaking hear the Sinister Six? Oh, totally. Is that Does happening? that mean that the Goblin's son will be returning, Franco? No, no, I doubt it. Franco's okay. kind of, I think he's... Is he getting canceled right now? I, I, I'm being, just getting on that. Yeah, w, Franco's like being canceled. Like last episode or something. Franco's being canceled, but... Uh, and, and the guy who played the uh, Osborne in um, the other Spider-Man movies, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Dan DeHaan, said he does not has no interest in coming back, so... Um, which doesn't oh, wow. surprise me. Wait, uh, uh, I'm sorry, which character? The green... Uh, the, he played uh, Osborne, the son. Oh, son in, oh, oh, the the young one in the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, right? Yeah, Dan yeah. DeHaan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Got the you. kid but from he Chronicle. Was, uh, yes, exactly. Chronicle. Yeah, but, I was gonna say. but so the point of the movie being called No Way Home, it's because <laughs> the villains from the other timelines have no way home. Yeah. It has to be, right? So uh, that's so, so cool. That's that's where we know that we're getting Green Goblin, Doc Ock, um, Electro, Jamie Foxx's Electro. Uh, and uh, I, God, I would really love it if Paul Giamatti played the Rhino in this. Dude, I am not going to lie. I, I was like, wait, you saved Rhino for like the last 20 seconds of this Yeah, movie? that made me mad. <laughs> I really, Rhino was like my favorite part. Yeah, exactly. It is another reason why the original Spider-Man trilogy trumps the second one. And on top of that, because the villain from those movies is coming back as a main one of the newest ones. So right. I, I feel like that uh, that debate is being settled as history is being written. Uh, I mean, well, definitely the original trilogy, trilogy, ugh, the original trilogy is better than Sam Raimi's. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Sam, Sam Raimi's trilogy is better than um, Mark Webb's trilogy. Uh, I feel like you've said the reverse no. in the past, but I'm glad to hear you say that. I have always said that Tobey Maguire is not the best Spider-Man. That's true. That is true. Okay. So, okay, that's a good distinction there. I get you. I get you. I get you now. All right. I disagree, so, but I get you. Let's go into some more. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around here in the script. I'm sorry for that, but uh, because I should have done this in the beginning. But let's say let's bring up the Aaron Taylor Johnson casting. So Aaron Taylor Johnson, okay. who was in Kickass, who yes. was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, mm -hmm. um, 
he has now been cast as Craven the Hunter, which is one of Spider-Man's wow. best villains for the yeah. Sony Pictures film based on Craven the Hunter. Um, so we're building the Spider-Man villain verse with no Spider-Man. So it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy here. And I think that they're going to mount up to something. You're I just, hope so. It's going to have to wait to the deal is uh, sweet enough for both parties. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I'm excited to to see Aaron Taylor Johnson play Craven. I think he can do a good job. Hey, hey, oh, let me see. Hey, buddy. Hey, come by. Oh, this is so good. Hey, hey, Milan. This is going to make you feel better. Hey, buddy. Milan. Go down. Hey, you can here hold this for a second. Come here, buddy. Come here. Hey, Milan. Mm. This, this tastes so good, and it's going to make you feel better. Please drink this. Oh, good job, buddy. Good job. Take I guess you got oh, that. Good nom, job. It's my space. High five. Oh, this is gonna make you sleep better. Mm. Oh, you're so warm. I'm getting dirty. How are you feeling? Better. Better? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good night. Are you putting to bed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, did you say bye? Good night, lover. Forehead kiss. Forehead kiss. I love you. I love you. Sleep well, buddy. Night, night. That's why you have children. I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> That's why you have children. Those moments. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> okay. Let's get but back into it. It is known you guys forever, so it's just a beautiful moment to witness up there. It's great. Uh, he's my little man. All right. Yeah. All right, and in other news, we have a really cool thing here because Mark and I both love the Evil Dead films. Uh, Army of Darkness, um, Evil Dead 1 and 2 are both amazing films. Uh, Evil Dead 4 is finally happening, right? We've talked about it before. We don't know really the mm-hmm. involvement of Ash's character because he, as Bruce Campbell has said, yes. that Ash is being retired as a character. It, which um, broke my heart. Of course, but so you, I'm at least what's he happening. gave us three solid movies and a solid TV series, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm finally... That I'm, TV series is amazing. I'm finally going to dive into the TV series this summer yes. because I've got time, so I'm very excited. Let me know because I'd, I'd watch along with you. I'm very excited for that. So uh, Evil Dead 4 is uh, bought by HBO, bought by Warner Media or whoever owns it now. And HBO Max will be uh, be the place to watch Evil Dead 4. So, Ooh. and Sam Raimi, of course, directing it again and writing it. So I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Just when I signed up for Paramount, HBO is like, <laughs> You signed up for Paramount? Rope action. Yeah, I signed up. I had some cashback thing from Wells Fargo, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Did you do $5 or $10? And on top of that, the first week is free. It's like three. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know, but it was just like, oh, You've, got the, You've got the one with the commercials? You've got the one with the commercials? No, I, 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 do, I never do commercials. So yeah. you're doing the, then you're doing the $10. What's the whole point of paying if you got to get commercials? Yeah, I'm paying like 10 bucks a month. Oh, okay. But now it's like 7 bucks a month because of my cashback. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. 
uh okay this is weird news to me i i don't know how i like it i like timothy chalamet as an actor um but he's playing willy wonka in a willy wonka origin story and i have to ask do i need a willy wonka origin story so um my my opinion about it uh so uh, let me get think about uh so my thing about that I've always wanted from Willy Wonka, which we obviously did not get from the um, Johnny Depp version of it, uh, was a better tunnel scene. Apparently, like everyone raves about that tunnel scene in uh, in the book, uh, that it's way more twisted than what we saw uh, in the, in the original movie. Uh, as Gene Wilder, right? As yeah. Willy Wonka, right? So uh, that movie was just amazing. So I was hoping that with technology being better, uh, we would get something even more twisted and crazy, right? Well, that didn't happen. <clears throat> we made it a little bit more um, family-friendly and, I don't know. Tim Burton basically more didn't bring and less. his He didn't a- bring the darkness He didn't bring his A-game at all. That was a exactly. bad movie. I'm sorry. I don't like that. Exactly. Yeah, and and the 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 Oompa Loompas were la- a lazy. Like everyone's like, a oh, I hated that. I hated in, in, that. Oompa and I hated that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it was comedic and everything, and like, yay for uh, that actor. Uh, but like, again, I'm just like, where is the representation for the short people? Well, like, hire the little people. Let me tell you, you this. know, like, anyways. But regarding this actor, I, I, I really. I don't really think I know this actor a whole lot. I think I've seen him maybe in like one thing in passing. Uh, and uh, anyways, I, I just, I don't know if this movie is exactly what I'm dreaming of. Because more what I want is just before he invites all the kids to the chocolate factory or like forming the chocolate factory you know, or the, basically all the drama was Slugworth, you know, this not just, necessarily like him going through the jungle like they did in the second one or whatever, you know, that goofy stuff. Well, and to be fair, Tim Burton was like, he told the writer of the movie, hey, have you seen the movie? And the writer said, no, I've never seen the original Gene Wilder movie. He said, don't, don't read the book, write your script. And that's what he did. So that's why we didn't get a lot of stuff that was like Gene Wilder-esque because Tim Burton didn't want it to feel like the original movie at all which makes sense because he likes to make things his way. But uh, what a travesty because I just don't think it pulled it off. Anyway, Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. Yeah, if you've never yeah. seen Lady Bird, go watch Lady Bird. He's also won an, uh, the movie, um, won an Oscar, Call Me By Your Name uh, with Army Hammer, who's also been canceled. Um, <laughs> everyone's getting canceled. Everyone's getting How are we going to make movies? Everyone's, everyone's in jail. Everyone's canceled. Just canceled. Not in jail. Yeah. Movie oh, okay. jail? Uh, uh, life jail. Yeah. Let's let's talk more about things coming out. Todd Phillips has confirmed that he is currently working on a script for Joker 2. I don't, nice. I don't, I don't want it. See, I do because uh, so I think that the Joker 2 uh, really highlights uh, you know, a mental health take on on Joker. Todd a Phillips isn't that deep. Uh, Todd Phillips isn't was, that deep. Uh, so 
I, I mean, I thought the first one was great. I thought the first one was great. I love the first one. I think the first one's fantastic. I just don't think Todd Phillips has it in him to actually make a movie about mental health. Uh, I just think uh, that he can touch the surface, which is fine. It's totally fine. My problem with having another Joker movie is the fact that um, we start now getting into Batman territory and they're not going to do Batman. Uh, so so he did the original Joker in 2019, and I think he highlighted what it's like to be dejected and on the outskirts of things because we have this wonderful uh, biosphere of pretty pictures of how we say we treat um, the mentally ill, the depressed, the suicidal. Um, but to be perfectly honest, the world is not that sugar gumdrops picture that people paint on Instagram and Facebook. And, oh, if you need help, reach out. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great to see those efforts and everything like that. But like nine times out of ten, they're serving their, their, their community that, that might – they're not really reaching out. They're, they're just, I don't know, maybe telling their friends. And maybe that's great. It's a great effort too. But like – I feel like it does. It does not really an inclusive community. Like you don't go and read. A lot, I don't really see a lot of people reaching out for the super depressed. And and anyways, I just feel like they, that that first movies, regardless of my opinions of how the real world works in mental health, I feel like that first movie really sh- showed the isolation and the desperation, uh, and. Uh, and and just a true snap. I'm I'm like, not just a, saying a true snap of just how. Anyways, I think that since the way the with the way he handled the first one, I think he could totally elaborate on the second one. I don't think without will. Batman. I don't think he will. And I'm just saying that yes, he touched on these things, but he also grandized some things that didn't need to be grandized. He. I'd have to watch it again to kind of feel again about it. But like, it just, it wasn't deep. It was great. And be, the only reason that made it deep was because uh, the, uh, the actor who played Joker, um, my mind is going to uh, uh, Rivers, uh, no, Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I had yeah. to go down the path of, I know his name. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job playing the Joker. And Zazie Beetz was fantastic as that girl he had a thing for. And, uh, you know, De Niro was good in his five-minute role. But I just, uh, it just wasn't deep. It was, it was scratching so I, the surface I, of what it could have been. It could have been so much more. And it, it could have... I'm not saying it's not good. It is a fantastic film. I own it on 4K. I love the movie. I just don't think it's as deep as you're making it. So I think that, for one, I think it highlights uh, the, how the perspective of someone who would like bipolar disorder and somebody who's unmedicated uh, and, and because they don't either don't want to be, because they, uh, they actually feel better when they're unmedicated despite the rest of the world seeing them as, hey, you're doing better today, huh? When they are medicated. Uh, and when that that uh, feeling of feeling better unmedicated runs amok. And uh, I just think that, that as far as like a perspective from like a, a bipolar 
sphere there. I just think that they did it did such an amazing job uh, doing that. And but I do agree that they could have done more, and it begs a sequel. Oh, God, I don't think that makes any a sequel. Sense. I thought the ending was such a perfect, this is a one-off series. There's a ton of people it, who agree with the one-off series thing. I don't feel like so, we need a sequel. So oh. for me, that movie ended up, right? He's, he's on top of the car, and everyone is basically kind of like, okay, Joker's got, Joker's got it going on. He understands us, right? Uh, and they're all, everyone's following his message. And I just feel like this next movie will uh kind of have a uh like if you were to say it in chemistry terms like dissolves like and those like those people are gonna gravitate towards each other and i just think that it'll be a force of nature type of thing um that just will implode or explode whichever way you want to think about it and i just think it could be epic uh Anyways, anyways, I think it was great. Don't get me wrong; it was, it was, uh, it, that movie's not for everyone. Like showing the world in a non uh, sugar plum fairy, uh, you know, esque take. Uh, you know, it's it's not for everyone, but I think that it was amazing. Well, it was a great movie. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I am just disagreeing with with your take on it being deep. That is all. But if anything yeah. is to be believed about the rumors that have been swirling around that Todd Phillips is writing it, it might be that it's the Joker that we met in the first film is not the Joker that we meet in the Batman movies and that uh, yeah. he starts a movement which then brings on the Joker that we meet in the in the Batman universe. Which mm. I'd, be okay, I'd be okay with that because I don't think that Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. I think he is the first Joker uh, or we can go with the three Jokers theory, which they did in the comic books recently, where there are three Jokers. Um, and that's why they're different personalities and, and always seem different each time. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Killian Murphy, who was Emmett in the film we just watched, A Quiet Place, says he is interested in doing a 28 Days Later sequel. <sighs> oh, my God. I want oh my God. it. I need it. I want. I, want some, it. I, I like and, it. I love it. I want. Danny Boyle should it. direct it. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, dude. <sighs> Music to my ear holes. Yeah, I hope it happens. I, hope I, I cannot wait. I know I he's been. Scott's got Pilgrim. For years and years so and years. Gideon says we've been told there was going to be a twenty-eight uh, months later, and that never happened. So. <laughs> True. I would, I would like to see that. With thank uh, you for reminding me about that. So this really needs to happen now. Yeah. And then they could stop. They don't need to do it twenty-eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's thinking. Yeah. Like even the zombies have walkers. <laughs> um, and then you know we'll end off on a bit of somber news. Uh, if you've ever watched School of Rock, Freddie Jones is the drummer of the band in School of Rock. <gasps> Kevin Clark was no. the actor's name. He died in a bicycle accident in Chicago uh, not too long ago at the young age of 32. Spazzy McGee? No way. Yeah, very sad news. Oh. Too young. Way too that, young. Oh, that is so unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, man, wear your helmets, people. 
I, I know. I don't know that's what happened to him, but where are your helmets? I mean, he was in Chicago on his bike. Yeah, just sad. I got money. Got hit by cars. Sad news. Sad news to hear in the past. Too young. Way too young. Um, somber, very somber. Yeah. Well, on that sad note, uh, why don't we try to make you happy with our next sponsor? All right. Hey, Danny. Today's sponsor is The Quiet Place. The library that boasts millions of books? The very one. The Quiet Place has a very strict no talking rule, so much so that even a sneeze could be your end. That's why The Quiet Place has areas in the library where it's okay to talk, but they are heavily insulated and soundproofed. You even need to sign a contract going in that you cannot sue or blame them for loss of life. For our passengers, you get a free The Quiet Place library card, which usually costs $30. Just tell them in their lobby that the pop culture elevator sent you. And passengers, if you do end up going, let us know what exactly stocks that place. We are curious. Thanks, The Quiet Place. Yay! All right, passengers, we're to the elevator pitch where I will give Mark three random words from the word generator that I just pulled up. Mark has no clue what they are. And oh. he will have to talk to our uh, our movie producer that we're on an elevator with as it's going up or down. We don't know. And he's got like 30 seconds to tell this movie producer his movie pitch so that maybe uh, we'll get a movie. So, Mark, are you ready for your three random words? I am ready. I mean... Can you really beat Busnado from last week? I no seriously, I don't know that. Is, but that caught me off guard. I'm sorry. I loved re editing that one. Editing that one because I love <laughs> listening to you just laugh the whole time. So, I'm laughing just. I'm just, and I turn beat red. Like you know, not yeah, a yeah. lot of things make me laugh like that to make me turn colors. And I, I'm, I might be getting a little pink right now just thinking yeah, about that. Funny. That was, was hilarious. <laughs> So uh, I'll do my best. All right. You ready for your three random words? As ever. Okay. The first word is that little spot. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. I, I can't say it to my mother. Uh, yeah. Okay. Your first word is puppet. Ah. Puppet. Benefit. And lunch. Puppet, benefit, lunch. Hmm. And by the way, passengers, if you did not know, we were quoting Cable Guy a minute ago. Yeah. Just had to throw it out there. Uh, just playing porno with password. <laughs> I love that movie so much. So good. Oh, my gosh. This is a tough one. What? I was going to say, the birthmark on her back. So sexy. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, no I'm more just stalling. Like just throw. Yeah, because I, I uh, yeah, I'm like I don't even know what I'm gonna do with this one. But uh, what's coming to my mind? Uh, I'm just gonna call this one the hungry one. <laughs> so uh, basically, this is a dude who uh, just is insatiable, and um, he's constantly eating, constantly eating. Loves food, reviews food. Gives mean Yelp reviews, gives good Yelp reviews. Well, finally, this guy gives a bad Yelp review in a gypsy restaurant. And uh, he's cursed uh, with a true insatiable appetite, but so much so that he is actually turned into an evil person who um, 
feast not only through his own mouth, but he's able to feast through the mouths of others. So uh, he and he kind of like in, in slaves people in that way that uh, whenever he's hungry and he can't be getting food, he actually can force others around him like puppets to consume food like their lunch or whatever against their will it's like it's like i just got to work at like 8 30 and i'm eating my bag lunch already and he's doing that and it's all to his benefit but eventually this guy it just consumes him because it's it's terrible it's bad for your health to eat that much so uh <laughs> this guy has to face uh the health issues that come with eating so much uh, not only through oneself, but also into his mind. Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I, mean, I didn't know where I was going. I was just kind of <laughs> I was just like following. I don't hate it. Uh, I thought he would be turned into a puppet. Oh, yeah. See, I was trying to actually stay away from using like puppets, although I admire uh, Jason Seagal's love for the Muppets. Yes. I don't want to steal any of his thunder. We would have also, <laughs> I think as an audience, we would have also been okay if you actually went super literal with it. And you had the uh, benefit lunch for puppets. Oh. Could have been super cute. wholesome if you wanted to. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, you know this mind is weird. So No, I'm, I'm glad you went that way. I... <laughs> Look, once, you re- once we review Butt Boy, nothing is... Off limits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once we see a man get sucked into another guy's butt... <laughs> It's a fart! (laughs) Tishy. (laughs) I remember that now. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) What a hilarious scene. Hey, hearkening back to season one, you can listen to the Butt Boy episode. That's right. So go back. Thank you so much if you have heard that episode. If you haven't, thank you for joining us. And go ahead, go back and listen listen to that episode. Listen to another one. I was talking to Mark earlier today, and uh, just I kind of went back and looked at our older episode numbers. And I mean, you guys out there, y'all, your passengers listening to us, uh, we have 30, 40 listens, 60 listens on one. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're taking it's taking a little bit slower to get there, but we're finally building uh, building this this ride where our passengers can be uh along with us on the elevator um and you know this elevator baby it fits all it that's fits all. right it's like willy wonka's man it just goes every direction we'll take you know? we'll take anyone we will stuff <laughs> this like bill and ted stuff the phone booth heck yes you will uh hey this elevator is bigger on the inside it's like a tardis yes exactly and honestly uh that was like the biggest smile of my day today was finding out that each and every single one of our episodes has had some serious listenership to it and that it just uh you know i'm just so appreciative that anybody would want to listen to us talk for a couple hours uh because it's a concept i was not a huge podcast person a couple years back but now i am and the fact that people would want to listen to ours is a huge compliment. So thank you guys. I'm honored and we are honored. So tell your friends, they'll tell two friends, they'll tell two friends and it'll, uh, we'll have a little party here. We'll have an army of passengers. Um, Next week is Cruella, the Disney plus exclusive. I guess it's in the theaters as well. Uh, So we'll be reviewing that and then we'll get the conjuring and then we're, we're, it's a party, baby. Let's keep going. Yeah. 
excited. We're right into the summer. No more, no more teaching for right now. I get a summer break and uh, I'll be watching a lot more and consuming a lot more. I'm going to finally start my A24 watch through over the summer. Oh. Do uh, all 90 something of those films. And so it begins. So it begins. So be ready. Be ready, passengers. <laughs> you might be hearing some offshoots pretty soon. We'll do some spinoffs. We'll do a coupon day. Yeah, coupon day. Coupon day. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.